0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Being a Fan of Disney, the Podcast Take One. I'm your host, Cody Habert. In this Take One episode, I wanted to discuss two things from last week in live sports entertainment that I found really interesting. First, the Walt Disney Company announced a joint venture with Warner Brothers Entertainment and Fox Entertainment to create a sports streaming application for customers that do not want to consume sports through the linear cable or television model. Um, So we first discuss that, and then second, we talk about the alternate broadcast of the Super Bowl, which was shown on CBS last night, and also an alternate broadcast shown on Nickelodeon, which Paramount owns both Nickelodeon and CBS. And in particular, we talk about the advertising revenue from those broadcasts and how certain companies, commercials appeared on both broadcasts, while some that were not appropriate for a Nickelodeon or family audience did not appear on that broadcast. Instead, other companies were given the opportunity to submit and pay for advertisements on the Nickelodeon broadcast specific. So, this was a lot of fun to talk about. Two really, really interesting things I learned from last week and yesterday. Um, that I wanted to discuss. And please let me know your thoughts. Um, This was a lot of fun to talk about. I love learning about this stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Please come along with us on our adventure. Hello, everyone. And I wanted to come to you to talk to you about two things briefly, both of them dealing with sports and live sports entertainment. Um, Yesterday was the Super Bowl. And so with a lot of eyes being on the Super Bowl, there are two things that I wanted to talk about. First was actually news that broke last week. Um, And for a while now, people have been talking about and we have been talking about in class and various times on the, the podcast about Disney launching an ESPN specific streaming app where it could be direct to consumer people no longer have to abide by or pay for the, the traditional cable bundle to get ESPN. Well, that is still in the works and apparently is reportedly supposed to be um, ready by fall 2025. One thing, what was announced last week, um, shortly before the Disney investor call and then expanded upon it a little bit surrounding the Disney investor call, is this idea that Uh, The Walt Disney Company, Warner Brothers Entertainment, and Fox are going in 33% each to combine their sports channels to create a new streaming service. Um, A lot of people are calling this a skinny bundle um, for sports by some metrics or, or, or some reporting Um, This is going to have about 50% of the sports in the United States that people traditionally watch, about 70% of the sports that people watched the most. So really what this idea is, is the Walt Disney Company is bringing their sports channels. So ESPN, their ESPN channels, and also um, their ABC content. Fox would be bringing over Fox football Um, the NFL football coverage and they would be bringing over FS1, FS2. Warner Brothers would primarily bring over TNT, TBS and True TV, which has NBA um, and it also has the men's college basketball tournament, the women's college basketball tournament being on ESPN. So between the three of those, um, a lot of the sports entertainment people watch would be available on This streaming service. Um, And then an added wrinkle to this is uh, like when TNT, TBS, or True TV are brought into the service, it's not just the sports service. They are plugging in the channels as they come. So through this kind of skinny bundle, um, it seems that sports fans would get more than just sports or live sports entertainment. They would get the whole channels of like TNT, TBS, True TV. Um, And it's really interesting. And a lot of the conversation around it has been, is this something that one will launch or is this um, something that these companies are, are kind of touting um, for various reasons for, for PR reasons. Um, And then will it actually launch Uh, are there, once it gets into kind of the, the, true negotiation of, of how this is going to be paid for, how much each company is putting into this because that wasn't part of the announcement. Um, there are, are there going to be regulatory issues with three providers, um, including their sports entertainment, all on one service? And where that would really come into play is from, from a regulatory perspective is this is something the cable provider companies have been asking to do for a long time and have been told no they have been asking for kind of a skinny sports bundle for people who just want to watch certain channels. Could that be included in in a bundle for people? And they've been told no by these studios and by these companies. Now these three big studios are going into this um, together. And so that could represent um, some challenges from the traditional or linear television cable model. So you could see some challenges from, from some of those companies. Um, Additionally, it's really interesting with, with the sports leagues, the sports leagues rights fees have gotten so high now that companies and studios typically um, will, they can't pay for all of it. Much like right now, if you want to watch MLS, um, Apple TV plus has the MLS season pass. And there are a few MLS games on other channels outside of that, but, Primarily, if you want to watch the Major League Soccer, you're watching on Apple TV Plus through the MLS Sports Pass. That's not the case with sports like the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball. Um, and with the NFL, for instance, they the sports rights are so high that you have games that are being played on Disney channels, uh, ABC espn but you also have games on on fox you have games on cbs you have games on nbc so they are spread out pretty wide so it makes it difficult for people who no longer want to subscribe to the linear cable model um, to find where some of these games are Um, and then next year um, prime video this past year had a A Thursday night game on. This next year, there are going to be more games that are on streaming services. So that just will continue to kind of unfold that way. And it'll make it difficult on consumers to figure out where they want to or where they have to go to watch these games. And they might have to have four or five or five or six different services in order to do this if they don't have the cable model. So one thing that could be coming from this is now that these three companies are um, reportedly going to go in on the streaming service together that a lot of their programming and therefore a lot of the programming in sports entertainment, like I, like I said, it was reported about 70% of the sports programming that people are really, really interested in would be included on this service. Um, that may be a way that consumers that do not use the sports or I'm sorry, do not use the cable model. Um, that may be way for them to access things a little bit easier. Now, also, would there be any challenges from Universal Comcast or um, from Paramount? Paramount is in it uh, is in some financial trouble right now, so we'll see the future of that. But would there be any kind of regulatory issues with those, or would there be any sort of um, uh, kickback or or resistance from from those companies of allowing this to happen? So this is in the very early stages. Again. Some people are reporting that this is a, a, a PR uh, announcement and maybe that's all it would be. Some people are saying, you know, this is supposed to launch in fall 2024. Um, it is right now when we're recording this, it's February, 2024. I mean, this is going to happen very, very rapidly when we think about how entertainment companies come about. And so it'll be interesting to see how this, how this works. Um, one more thing about this is, This is supposed to be something, whatever this new streaming platform is called, that people could subscribe to through Max or could add on to Disney Plus or Hulu. Um, So then, therefore, we may actually get the Disney Plus bundle where it's Disney Plus and then Hulu's included in that and whatever this new sports programming network is in that. Um, And then, as I said, keep in mind, fall 2025, by fall 2025, um, Disney is still saying that they are going to launch a new kind of all-inclusive ESPN app that is going to include things like the ESPN.com, the stories that you see, ESPN Plus, that kind of programming, additional programming on top of that, um, and then access to things like ESPN Bet and things like that, which we, we have talked about before. Um, if you have any interest in hearing more about that, uh, class number 141 is, is where you would look for that, or 143, I believe, is where you would look for that. Um, so something really interesting that happened earlier in the week. What was really interesting about yesterday and watching the Super Bowl is I, this probably isn't the first time that this has happened. It definitely isn't the first time that it's happened that people have paid for um, to run ads during the Super Bowl. And they have had access to the linear television, the streaming platform or whatever kinds of platforms that um, the company or the broadcast company is using. Yesterday, for example, with CBS, what was the first time yesterday is CBS um, and Paramount owns Nickelodeon, so they expanded the Nickelodeon NFL games to include the Super Bowl. Yesterday, yesterday was the first time that a Super Bowl was given a Nickelodeon alternative broadcast. Uh, that started the Nickelodeon alternative broadcast started. 2020 like we have talked about before um, and typically you know they started out with one Christmas game uh, last year they started with uh, they added some playoff games this year they expanded that and since the Super Bowl was on CBS they actually had the Super Bowl on there as well so one thing that was really interesting where we were watching the game last night um, we actually could watch the the CBS broadcast on on one TV and um, across the room, there was the Nickelodeon broadcast. And so we could compare between the CBS broadcast and the Nickelodeon broadcast. One thing that was really interesting were the advertisements um, that I anticipated when something would come on the CBS broadcast. If it was appropriate for families, if it was appropriate for children, so things that didn't include alcohol or gambling or, or R-rated content, um, that that would appear on that commercial would appear on the CBS broadcast and also appear on the Nickelodeon broadcast. And to, most of the time, that's what happened. Um, when there would be the R-rated content or gambling commercials or alcohol commercials on the CBS broadcast, they would have something else on. The Nickelodeon broadcast. What was really interesting is I read reading about it afterwards. Um, it was widely reported that the 30 second advertisement for the Super Bowl yesterday ran 6.5 to seven million dollars for 30 seconds. and this it's no new news that this has been expanding so long the the cost of running ads during the Super Bowl. However, this being the first Nickelodeon broadcast, also the way that it worked is people were or companies that were appropriate for both broadcasts. So again, your alcohol companies, your gambling companies, if there were going to be uh, advertisements for an R-rated movie such as the, the the third Deadpool movie coming out from Disney and Marvel, um, those were not eligible for this. But those commercials or the companies that had commercials that were eligible and appropriate for Broadcast on the CBS broadcast and the Nickelodeon broadcast, they were given the option of paying $7 million. Um, And then they would have their, their commercial shown on both broadcasts. Now. um, If for, for those companies that were not. Kind of included in that um, they paid about $6.5 million. So as it came out. um, Once. All of the ads were sold for the cbs broadcast for the linear broadcast then they look paramount looked at how many broadcast minutes or segments they had left over and then the advertisers were able to then go after pro products specific to nickelodeon so that's why if you were watching some of the nickelodeon broadcast you would see broadcast or you would see commercials for uh toy manufacturers or, or cereal manufacturers and those companies, uh, Paramount was seeking two hundred dollars to $300,000 for a 30-second ad on there. And so one really, really interesting thing from last week, I actually had a student ask me if people were going to pay the, the large amounts of money to have their commercial shown on Nickelodeon as well. Um, and as it turns out, what it seems like is the, the added value For companies that were having their their commercial shown on the linear broadcast and the Nickelodeon broadcast uh, or the alternate broadcast, um, it seems as though that added value of the Nickelodeon broadcast was around $500,000. Because I think for most of those companies, they had their ad run one time during the CBS broadcast, two times during the Nickelodeon broadcast. Um, For example, I saw uh, an ad, a trailer for, inside out to the disney pixar movie that's coming out this summer run twice on the nickelodeon broadcast i saw it run once on the cbs broadcast actually right after the game ended um and so that's what it seems to, to that happened yesterday um and then also for those companies that were not included in the cbs broadcast they were given the option to uh run a commercial specific two children, specific two families on the Nickelodeon broadcast. And so why is this important? Um, I think we haven't seen the official numbers yet, but it, it was anticipated that this Super Bowl was going to be the most watched Super Bowl for various reasons. Um, the, the way that it's being reported, also the storylines from this year of uh, being in Las Vegas for the first time, um, there was a lot of interest around the Super Bowl. The fact that there was also an alternate broadcast of the Super Bowl, those alternate broadcasts are becoming much more popular now. Nickelodeon has been doing it for a few years. Um, Disney has now gotten into it. I've previously talked about the alternate broadcast of the NHL, an NHL game in the NHL Big City Green Classic. This year, they did an NFL game, um, a NFL International game, Sunday Funday Football with Toy Story. Um These are becoming more and more popular. And so I think we will see more and more of this. And so looking into the future from an advertising perspective, what is going to be the added benefit of having your commercial shown on the linear, the main broadcast, but also the alternate broadcast? And that also includes... Having it shown on the streaming broadcast as well, because now you can have access to the people who are watching on linear television, the people who are watching via streaming, and then also, if your company or your advertisement is appropriate, you can have it on the alternate broadcast whether that might be uh, Nickelodeon in the case of Paramount or it, you know, the next time that Disney and ESPN show the Super Bowl, whether they would make an alternate broadcast for Disney Plus or something like that. Um, so it's very, very interesting things and something I learned new yesterday about the way that these advertisements are, are being made up and, and uh, the bidding process is, is happening. So really, really interesting. Please let me know your thoughts. Let me know any questions that you might have. Um, I just wanted to record this because it was something really interesting. I learned from last week and and from yesterday. So thank you very much. Have a great day. That's going to do it for another episode of Being a Fan of Disney, the podcast, Take One. I really enjoyed these shorter Take One episodes. I feel like they add a lot of depth To the longer episodes that we have in the class and on the podcast. And so if you like these and or if you have ideas for future Take One episodes, please reach out and let me know. They're a lot of fun and I appreciate the feedback. You can follow along with the class by following me on Instagram and threads at Cody.Havard. That's C-O-D-Y period H-A-V-A-R-D. You can also join the Facebook public group, being a fan of Disney to keep up with the class. Being a fan of Disney, the book is now on sale through Amazon in Kindle version, paperback version, hardback version, and audible version. So please pick up a copy today and let others know. It was a lot of fun having you on this journey and I really, really appreciate you coming along with us. So thank you very much and please come along with us on our adventure.